Gateway Devotions with My Heart is Yours on your Victory 91.5, the sound of revival. This is Keith, and I have Ray in for our Passover teachings. Always an honor to have him in. He puts so much effort and prayer into all of his teachings, uh, and we are on part 11. If you've missed any of the other parts during my show or the Stein show, you can always go to the Victory Facebook page, click on the link, and it'll take you right there, and then we will be momentarily putting them on his own podcast. Indeed. We're almost ready to kind of jump into actually the actual Passover Seder. Before we do that, I wanted to answer the question that may be on your heart, because I, I get this a lot, is why have I never heard this or learned this before? You know, I've grown up in the church my whole life. Why? Where has this been? And... The answer to the question is unfortunately a sad one, but uh, Passover seders are not common in most churches. In fact, you may wonder how this Passover meal, which Jesus said he eagerly desired to eat, specifically asked us to celebrate often to honor him, has become almost forgotten. And in most cases has been replaced by just communion. Now, you know, whether this year you, you just want to honor God through communion or through a whole Passover seder or by yourself or with your family, the answer to the question is one that's a little difficult. The apostles treasured the feasts of the Lord and passed them on to the early church fathers. But with the passing of the apostle John, specifically around 100 AD, the division of the church into East and West and the growing power of Rome, the Eucharist was celebrated on Easter and anything Jewish became increasingly outlawed. By 155 AD, Polycarp, the Bishop of Smyrna and a disciple of John, appealed to the Pope at that time, Anistus, to celebrate the Passover, just as Jesus and the early church had. Uh, he was rejected. In 197 AD, uh, Victor, the Bishop of Rome, insisted that all churches accept the dominical rule of celebrating Easter rather than Passover. So it kind of was ruled out in that sense. At the Council of Nicaea in 325 A.D., Constantine, uh, as emperor of Rome, established his infamous Easter edict, cursing and cutting off all believers who would dare follow any traditions of the hated Jews. And that's a quote. Constantine made observing any Jewish tradition a heresy punishable by persecution and death. And I'm going to read you the quote, and this is... You know, again, we're, this is not speaking of the Catholic Church in our, our modern day. This is going back to 325 A.D. And first of all, it appeared, this is uh, Constantine's words, and first of all, it appeared an unworthy thing that in the celebration of this most holy feast, we should follow the practice of the Jews who have impiously defiled their hands with enormous sin and are therefore deservedly afflicted with blindness of soul, let us then have nothing in common with the detestable Jewish crowd, for we have received from our Savior a different way. A course at once legitimate and honorable lies open to our most holy religion. Beloved brethren, let us with one consent adopt this course and withdraw ourselves from all participation in their baseness. Again, that's a quote from Constantine, 325 A.D. From then on, the Julian calendar, a Roman solar calendar, was given precedence over the Hebrew lunar calendar among the Christian churches of the Roman Empire. Now, Easter falls on the first Sunday following the first full moon after the vernal equinox. If the first full moon occurs on the equinox, Easter is the following Sunday. It's pretty much simple tradition. But according to lunar reckoning, Passover begins on the evening of the 14th day of the moon of the uh, month of Nisan without regard to the day of the week. So that's why it is tonight. 
while the Gentile Christians identified it with the first day of the week, the Sunday of the resurrection, irrespective of the day of the month, those who followed the other reckoning were stigmatized as heretics. And if you really want to dig into that, it's just history, but it's the, uh, it's a hard word, Cordo Decimanism and Easter Controversy. I don't know how you'd look that up because you have to spell it, and it's a big, long word. I'm not going to tell you. So uh, you just have to fake that one if you want. But... Uh, but the Easter controversy will probably get you there if you put in Constantine's name. The Council of Laodicea, this is 363 A.D., enacted the following canon. Christians shall not Judaize and be idle on Saturday, but shall work on that day. But the Lord's Day they shall especially honor, and as being Christians shall, if possible, do no work on that day. If, however, they're found Judaizing, they shall be shut out from Christ. So basically they're forbidding you to honor the Sabbath as the Jews celebrated, as in the book of Genesis. St. Christentum wrote in 349, three live, three, uh, well, his main rule, 349 to 407, wrote that those of Jewish origins who defile the church by the observance of the Jewish feasts and festivals were heretics, it should be not allowed inside the church. And answering the question is, why have you never probably been raised in, with Passover in the Christian church? And sadly, it goes back a long way, and it was just pushed and pushed and pushed until it was out. Now, listen to um, Acts 12.4. Only this, you'll only find this in the King James Version. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four uh, quatrains of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Once again, you'll only find that in the Catholic version of the King James. The word translated Easter there is Pesach, which is obviously Passover, in every other version of the Bible. So in this day, and even all that way into the 1500s there, uh, they were pushing and pushing and pushing till Passover was gone. And sadly, few Christians are aware of the significance of the celebration, let alone how to embrace this amazing tradition. So imagine, if you will, if you've never had a Passover Seder, it's a meal that lasts hours because you're saying goodbye to someone you love and you won't see for a very long time. You want to talk, you want to tell stories, you want to reminisce and have enough food so you can just sit around all night and talk and laugh. That's the real essence of Passover. The symbols involved all point to Jesus and spending an evening focusing on him will strengthen your faith, I promise. So here's your challenge. Set aside tonight or Wednesday, or if you want to do it on Good Friday, because that fits better with your schedule, or on the week, or even all, all the way on to Easter. Plan a family night. Make everybody's favorite foods. Just skip the breads or desserts that are, not, that are made with yeast. Uh, plan out the evening in a way you can share how Jesus sets you free from sin. There's no formal teaching. It's, not a, it's a night of testimonies and sharing stories how God has blessed and provided. And you get to look back over and uh, the history from the Old Testament. It's, uh, it's an amazing time. Now, if you go, we're posting all of these on our blog as well as on our podcast. But the difference on the blog, I'll also post all my notes on there for you, too. So you can kind of go through here. And if you go back a couple of Easter's on there, you'll see uh, what's called the Haggadah. Uh, the it's means order so it's if you wanted to do a Passover Seder and you didn't know how or what parts and what to buy and all that kind of stuff you want to go officially it's a real brief short uh, Passover service Seder service and uh, you can also download that there everything's free and easy just to give you an opportunity to encounter them.
All right, part number 12 is coming up next. Like always, if you've missed any of these parts this morning during my show or the Reisenstein show, you can go to the Victory Facebook page and be able to click on those. And as well as Ray will be putting his notes online. Hey, it's David.